0: To the Casey City Church Audio Podcast. We pray you enjoy this following sermon. There's a bit of a backdrop that you know there were there were kings within the context of the Old Testament that we see, and one of the kings that the Israelites always look back to is David, King King David, because within his reign there was peace. Oops, there was peace and there was. Uh, there was, there was uh, water that turned into wine And the Red Sea parted And all of that No, no problem, hallelujah Jesus Thank you Lord, bless God Praise God it, 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 You know what, that just reminds me of what That sometimes in life there are, there are accidents that happen like this, right Accidents in life that happen But the good thing about this is uh, That God, God rains His blessings over us Amen? Thank you. God reigns his his, his his bless his blessings over us. I think, uh, you know, being a little bit, uh, I see my Italian friend here, so I'm being a little Italian with, with my hand movements and all of that. So, Con, you know, you just kind of encourage me, my friend, Amen. to be a little bit more out there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, as I was saying that, they look back to, to David and, you know, with David then came, then from David came Solomon. Thank you so much. Then came Solomon. Solomon was wise and all of that, but, you know, there was a sense of pride within Solomon, you know, that he had. And, and right at the end of, of um, Ecclesiastes, it says that the one thing that he s- uh, summarizes everything is fear God and obey his commandments. He says this. Then after that came, you know Rehoboam and Jeroboam and that that's when you know because of the sense of pride and everything that 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 transpired in his life that when the next king took over there was this division the kingdom was divided and so here when Jesus now is teaching them how to pray he's saying that your kingdom come meaning an undivided kingdom come Right, because they, they had experienced this, this divided kingdom. you know but here God is saying that no, when I come, I will unite, I will unify. I will bring all of it together. So when we pray, there is such immense power in this prayer and in the invoking of His kingdom that potentially you and I aren't fully aware of. You know and that's what we need to get into. I and mean, fully capture what His kingdom is really all about, right? Because He's given you and I that authority to bring that kingdom unto planet Earth, right? And so so I, I want you to be, I, I, I shouldn't say I want you to be, I, I want you to get excited about this truth, you know, that should really permeate, really permeate our hearts and set us free, right? And maybe what, what I'd like for you to do is, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to think what is, if, if I if I could just maybe put to you kingdom, um, and uh, we're, we're gonna look at quite a few things about his kingdom in terms of just, just translating that word. From the English, we'll translate, we'll look at that from the context of the Greek as well, right, so we'll get a better picture of this. But let me put this to you. Within the context of the word kingdom is the word king and dom, which is domain or dominion, the king's dominion. If you close your eyes and ask yourself this, and even those of you who are joining us online today, as you're watching us, we want to thank you so much for, for, for joining us. We want to uh, ensure that that we all here realize and appreciate you joining us too. But likewise I would love for you to please just close your eyes and begin to ask yourself now God where have you where have you reigned and ruled in my life in what in what area of life are you truly ruling and reigning that i have given you dominion that you now can safely say you are king Just think of that. And throughout the service, let the Lord unveil more and more so that He can come into that place and be king because when He is, the essence of that kingdom then comes into your life. That influence of that kingdom then comes into that place that maybe His influence wasn't there or isn't there but you are now allowing for that to happen. You're giving him permission because he's no intruder. Hallelujah. He wants to come upon an invitation. So the Old Testament did not simply call to a kingdom. That was just within the hearts of the people, but that it would break through. And so so in 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 their sense, it was broken through the kings that they had because they looked for a human king as opposed to the earth, As all the other all the other nations had, they wanted themselves. So it was to be ruled by eventually, right? To be ruled by an anointed man. So hence, I suppose when, when Jesus Whilst he was here on earth, when he made such such statements like this, he said that if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Right, if I cast out demons, surely the kingdom of God has come. Meaning his influence has come. Luke chapter 11 verse 20. When Jesus sent the 70 disciples out, he instructed them to say to say this that the kingdom of god has come near in luke chapter 10 verse 11 so he sends you and I out and he tells us to go out there and to tell hey the kingdom of god has come near yeah. so how 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 can the kingdom of god be felt by others friends thanks anna so I want us to look at the, at the word kingdom now. Firstly, within the context of the English language, right? In the English language, there are three aspects that it, that, that, uh, that it helps define this or, or, or gives us the idea of what a kingdom is. One is, it is a place. So, it, so, it's, so if I were to go to uh, the United Kingdom, I'll need to have a, a, a passport or a visa, right? Or I could live in the United Kingdom if I have a British passport. Or I can live here in Australia because I've got you know, citizenship because I've got an Australian, an, an Australian passport. So it is a place. The second aspect is the people, where people congregate together, they, 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 they form a community, right? And that becomes their kingdom. That's where they live, that's where they rule, that's what their culture probably is, right? And then the third aspect which is hardly used is power, right? And this is what we see most often. If, we, if you were to look at countries where there is, the, there is a constitutional monarch, for instance, right, you would find that 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 order happens right one it's a place which is frequently used right the queen for instance right she's from england or the the british empire Um, so that's that's a that's a place which is as i mentioned most frequently used then there is a people that belong to that kingdom which is occasionally used now the least used is the context of power in in her case they don't have that amount of power, and it's and, and, and it's hardly ever seen. But if you flip that and you look at it from the context of the, within the Middle East, you would find that many of them have power. The kings have power. Dictators have power, right? And people yearn for power, right? To be able to rule and to rule over others. But this kingdom is of a different kingdom. Right, that's why he told Pilate this. This is this is not the kingdom that you are aware of. It's a different kingdom. But folks, remember this. Pilate noticed something about him. He could see that this man, Jesus, had something kingly about him. That's why he had that inscribed the king of nazareth the the king of the jews sorry jesus the king of the jews because he observed something he realized and it is not until we see a particular aspect of the, of this king being able to rule that we will know what this kingdom really entails what this kingdom is really all about as well so there is a shift that needs to take place within our own minds and within our own within our own spirit Hallelujah. So the significance of power within these countries were, were seen, and, and note, the Bible was written where that context of power was held and wielded by kings, right? Or people within a hierarchical system, they, they, they understood that. They understood kingdom equaled power. So hence, when we say that the kingdom of God, it does not imply just a geographical location uh, as such or even people. It is actually saying the power of God. So when we say that the kingdom of God is at hand and the kingdom of God is near you, it is the power of God that is near you. So when you and I pray, let your kingdom come, meaning we say, Lord, let your power come. We invite your power. We need your power. As it is in heaven, let that similar power come upon this space, upon this, upon, this, upon this place. So the kingdom of God was near to them because the king of the kingdom was there. Amen? He came. Jesus inaugurated God's kingdom when he came. Right? But he didn't consummate it. But he started it. And when he ascended into heaven, he went there for his coronation as such. So there was this great ceremony. There was this investiture of where he was now crowned the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, but the King of Kings, the King of Kings. So Jesus' kingship is not just something that remains in the future. It is Christ the King. He is now King, and He is here. He is seated in the heavenly places, and we are seated with Him in the heavenly places as well, right? So Jesus Christ is King, right, this minute. And He is seated in this cosmic authority as such. I mean upon I mean within the highest of all cosmic authorities right so all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to God's anointed son as of Matthew 28 verse 18. Now when John was arrested Jesus came to Galilee, this is John the Baptist. now Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe. So the kingdom of God has come near. Jesus is proclaiming that. Repent and believe in the good news in, 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 uh, in chapter 1, verses 14 to 15. Now, the Greek word that Mark and other gospel writers begin to use to summarize Jesus' message here is this word, basilea. Right? And it is probably better translated with a word that indicates activity. So, an activity such as rule, reign, or even kingship is closer to the original meaning of the word Basileia, which means that when Jesus says that the kingdom of God has come near, he is proclaiming that God is asserting his rule, king's dominion. He's asserting his rule in the world in and through Jesus' ministry. Right? in and through Jesus' ministry. So think for a minute now, how can he assert his rule? How can his rule begin to come? It is through the ministry, it is through the things, it is through the, the, the miraculous aspects that begin to happen. It is through a changed life in you, in me. It is through the fact that we now have a great capacity to be able to love those who may not even love us, forgive those who may not even forgive us that's where we begin to find that he asserts his kingdom that's where we begin to see and sense and experience that his kingdom now has come near and is upon it is upon you and it is upon you and i so god's god's reign spells liberation for the Jews, when they heard that, not coercion—it spells liberation. Now it spells liberation for, for you and I as well. Because remember, in that day and age, all they were—they—they—they—they they, 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 they had this this this, this draconian uh, king as such a this dictator just over them, right? Everything was difficult. Taxes were high, and so on and so forth, all of that. But here comes, you know, this king that is of a different kingdom. And 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 that prayer is, what, is is what Jesus now is teaching the disciples. Guys, consider this. Consider this aspect of the kingdom. So Jesus wants to point us, you know, to all of the telltale signs that His kingship is 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 bursting into the scenes or bursting onto the scene actually so when jesus then says things like but if it is by the finger of god that i cast out the demon that that, that i cast out the demons rather then the kingdom of god has come to you in luke 11 verse 20 where you see people being delivered from oppression, in other words, where you see God's reign in action, His power manifest. So the English word where we looked at place, people, and power, where power is 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 what this um, this word kingdom mostly reflects, is very similar to the Greek word Bessalia, where it talks about rule and reign, where where He can reign and reign. When you reign, you reign with the context of you you have power to be able to reign amen so jesus made his followers into emissaries of god's saving rule he sent them out to proclaim that the kingdom of that the kingdom of god and to heal two things right he says the kingdom of god is here and to also heal so where you see healing and restoration of what sin and death have disfigured there you see god's king there you see god's kingship displayed yeah Amen, his rule being dis- displayed. Or rather, his reign begin uh, b- being displayed. So that is what Jesus teaches his followers now to cry out. Your kingdom come means, Father, make your healing reign more and more tangible and visible in our world. Yeah, that's right. Let your rule assert itself ever more concretely in the places where sickness and evil still seem to have the upper hand. That is why he says now, you and I, we need to be praying this. Because the time will come when all of that is going to be eradicated. Right? All of that will be wiped out. Mm -hmm. But for now begin to pray because it it'll happen sporadically it'll happen it'll happen here it'll happen there it'll happen in any other place but it'll happen when you actually take it and go yeah amen. right if you don't take it and go then it ain't gonna happen yeah yeah amen. you gotta go that's right so I love the part where someone said this a long long time ago two thirds of God's name is go g-o-d so go. And then the word D is what? Do it, I suppose. Right? Do it. So two-thirds of God's name is, is, is go. So Jesus now also teaches his followers to pray, your kingdom come, because we must not evade the, 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 un, the uncomfortable truth that God's rule is not visible in the way we long for it to be which is which is so true though we we have a longing to see more and more of that especially when you when you turn around when you turn on the news and we hear this and when you hear that and you think God come come and rule come and rule we need that right now God's reign Jesus says it's like a mustard seed and this is and this will help us understand it's like a it's like a mustard seed which when sown upon the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on earth yet when it is sown it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade in other words what it's saying is this, that it'll start small but it will grow it will grow and it will grow it is not to remain small and and in another context it puts it this way the kingdom of heaven is like a is like is like yeast that a woman took and mixed it with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened yeah All of it was leaven. So imagine that the kingdom of God, friends, can influence every facet of life. Every facet of life. It is not limited to, the kingdom of God can only influence people if they come in here. No. It can influence people in your workplace. It can influence your neighbors. It can influence your schools, your universities. It can influence all of those places because it's like that mustard seed. It's like that leaven. Hallelujah. We can discern it by faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We can discern by faith. God's rule is breaking into the, into the world in Jesus' ministry, but not in such a way that it can be readily identified by the untrained human eye. That's why these signs and wonders that happen begin to show and display that that something awesome and powerful is actually really really happening so we we can discern by faith amen so one, one, one uh, illustration that modern uh, bible interpreters use is this it, it describes this 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 mysterious already but not yet I love I, I, I love the way it is this that that it describes this the mysterious already but not yet nature of God's reign. It is already but not yet nature of of, of God's reign is the and the distinction is is based on this. Uh, or rather, the, this, this illustration, it's the D-Day. You've heard of D-Day, the operation whereby the Allied forces in World War II secured a foothold in France in 1944, right? And V-E Day, or Victory in Europe Day, which came some 11 months later, which was in 1945, later when Nazi Germany offered its unconditional surrender, and you know it was in 1945 that 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 was the end of World War Two. Amen, and and it's as though. We live between these two similarly momentous days because between D-Day and between V-E Day, there were still things happening. They were still killing. There was still stuff going on in the prison of war camps, right? Though D-Day was t- took place, there was this period. And we live in that sort of a... in, in, in the present and in the future where this kingdom is going to have its full or its complete work amen and 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 that is why we want to we want to continue continue to pray because we know that God will one day do for us as for his whole creation what he did for Jesus in terms of raising him from the dead but for now and in the meantime what do we do we wait we weep We get on bended knees. We fast. We do all of that. We do all of that. And that is why he continues. That is why we continue to pray, your kingdom come. Meaning, Father, let us see in the present more and more signs that the war you have won against that D-Day that won against the powers that corrupt and enslave your world is nearing its consummation. Give us more tangible previews of that great day when death will be swallowed up in victory. That is our prayer. That's what we've got to continue to begin to pray. Amen. Your will be done. So when we pray, your will be done on earth as in heaven, we are aware of how God's will is not being done in our world. That's why he tells, he teaches the disciples, pray this, right? We're asking God to overcome this contradiction, to act in such a way that life on earth increasingly resembles the peaceable and joyous life of God of heaven, right? You heard me in a couple of weeks ago speak about that the Our Father is 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 a submission of us submitting our petitions before the Lord. You know we've we live in a day and age, and of late we've had. We've had to sign so many petitions because there are crazy bills that are being proposed and all of that, but we write because we're making a petition, right? So this, our Father, it's, it's that. It's a petitionary, it's a, it's a petitionary, uh, petitionary prayer. But we're asking God to overcome this contradiction that this world will begin to look more and more in terms of heaven, Right? And the petitionary prayer that we set ourselves against what seems is against what seems to be normal and what is normal in this day and age. What is normal is cancer. The cancer that we see is rampant. Uh, AIDS, sex slavery, greed, right? The, the the hunger for control and all of that, etc., etc., etc. There's so many different things that is like the norm. Like they call even COVID. This is what you know. This is going to become the new norm. Right? But this is not God's norm. No way. And we shouldn't be accepting that because God's norm is so different. It's It's so different. And you and I have the responsibility of bringing that difference in. Right? So petitionary prayer then invites us to imagine a different world. Imagine all the people living in this world. So imagine that. But their imagination, the Beatles were a little bent out of shape. Off the mark. Off the mark. <laughs> Off the mark. <laughs> but you, and you know why? Because there was no sense of knowing who God was. There was no sense of knowing who this Jesus is. Right? But we ourselves cannot be prideful in thinking that we know it all. Yeah. Yes. We can't. Yeah. And, 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 and in his kingdom, there's no pride, guys. Yeah. In his kingdom is humility. Mm. Right? And in humility, we serve. Yes. Yes. Right? At times, yeah, we may poke fun at this and that, but in all sincerity, you know, we are no different. Right? We're no different if we don't employ the values of this kingdom. If we don't live that out within our very own lives. Right. So to pray your will be done is to adopt an appropriate distress over the world as it exists now and to hold on to a conviction that God will even now begin to change the world. And, and, and David Wells, who's a theologian, says, puts it this way, petitionary prayer only flourishes, and here this only flourishes, where there is a twofold belief. First, that God's name is hallowed too irregularly. His kingdom has come too little, and his will is done too infrequently. And second, that God himself can change this situation. So petitionary prayer, therefore, is the expression of the hope that life, as we meet it, on one hand, can be otherwise. And on the other hand, that it ought to be otherwise. In other words, that it will be totally, totally different. And we can summon that request. So he gives this, he gives us a model, he gives us a platform into which we can summon this request, we can call upon this request. So as we pray God's reign to become more fully visible, we ask God's perfect heavenly wholeness to come on earth as well as we we are asking for the aftershocks of the fall to be quieted. Let your glory fall in Psalm 57, verse 5. Anna, can I just invite you and the team, if you can also come up, please. That would be wonderful. I'll bring this to a close right now. We are, in effect, taking our stand against the world as it is now and asking for more and more foretastes of the world as it will be when the kingdom of God is finally consummated. That's what we're doing. More and more we are saying, Lord, we're we're, we're so tired of what the world is at this point, but we're asking, right? We're asking for God. We're not going out there and fighting and doing this and that, but we're asking God, we're we're asking, we want to summon God, His power, so, you know, in, in in the in the Greek, right, the word will is is translated in a very interesting way, and in, and in, 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 and sometimes it's misunderstood within the context of the English of the English language, right? Because our language isn't big enough to cope to cope with with particular words that 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 the Greek language is able to. So one word. One of the words for will means decree. Now the will of God is His decree, which means that when God decrees a thing, nothing can stop it. But there is another word, which means His wish or desire. And the trouble is that the English word wish sometimes is viewed as being superstitious or too soft, a word to convey the strength of the desire. So there is a world of difference between saying God's decree must be done and praying your desire be done. Amen? And the word used here is desire, not decree. So the word used in the Our Father is desire. So we're saying that let His desire be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let His wish be done on earth as it is in heaven. So there are certain things that God's... God's um, that God, God decrees, right? God decreed that there should be a world and there was... and nothing could stop it. God decrees that the world will end one day and that is His decree, and nothing can stop it. God decreed that Jesus Christ should be born of of the Virgin Mary and come and die for us. And nothing could stop it. But when you come to a statement like, He wills that all men should be saved. When you come to that, the word will is desire. That That is God's desire that all men might be saved. Not that He's decreed, but that is that that desire. Because He's given you and I that free will to choose. Hallelujah. So, in translating this more accurately though, that your wishes to be done on earth is what this more implies, right? Your wish wishes to be done on earth as they are done in heaven. In other words, this prayer is not a prayer of resignation as such, accepting what is inevitable. It is a prayer that, that something will happen that will not otherwise happen unless you pray. So if you don't pray this, it ain't going to happen. But if you pray, it is bound to happen. Okay. It will definitely happen. Yes. Yes. Well. But in order for it to definitely happen, you need to know what are His wishes. You know, my, my wife recently came. I mean, I'm going to be turning 60 next week, actually. <laughs> Praise God, hallelujah. I, I, know, I know all of you are shocked because you think I, I, I look 40, don't you? Praise God. I just want to thank you all out there as well and you folks too. Thank you for agreeing. Thank you for imagining with me. Hallelujah. Praise God. But, you know, she came and, and she said, hey, I, I want to get this for you, for your birthday. And, and she hit the nail on the head because she knew what my desire was, what my wish was. Right, and and that's that's the same thing with, with God. If we know what's His desire, and what's His wish, that when we pray, Lord, we pray that Your wish, Your desire, come. You know, Jesus found it so hard, right, at Gethsemane. Lord, take my, you know, take this from me. If I, if this cup could be taken away, and then He says, "But not my will, but Your will be done." And that word "will" is translated the same. Lord, let Your wish be done. Let your desire be done. Not mine. Not my wish or not my desire. So it is praying for something active, not passive. Something positive, not negative. It is for praying that something may be done. The emphasis should be on the fourth word. The word done. That should be the emphasis. That his desire be done. Period. Amen. So, if you, there are places and spaces in our lives and in our sphere of influence. We all have a sphere of influence. In that space, in that place of influence, How can the kingdom of God